This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 29 of the Wisdom by Wisa show on the Horse Radio Network. This is Mike Dinell. I'm Casey Wilbanks Coletti. And this is Sophia Aguilar. Welcome to the Wisdom by Wisa podcast on the Horse Radio Network. This podcast is brought to you by the Western and English Sales Association, WISA, which provides the world's largest trade events for retailers, manufacturers, and sales representatives of the equestrian industry. In this podcast, we feature exclusive interviews with noteworthy Western and English personalities, retailers, and exhibitors who you've always wanted to talk to. Don't miss out on all the news for manufacturers and retailers in the equine industry. Hey, Sophia. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, it's always my favorite part when you you come in and give us all the good updated information that we need to know. One of those things is I understand that the WISA staff just visited DMC. How did it go? Yes, it was great. So the board of directors came with us to Texas, too. We went to the Dallas Market Center, which is going to be Wes's new home. And it was actually my very first time at the DMC. So, of course, it was impressive and just great to be there. We got to meet with some of the DMC staff, and yeah, had good meetings. That's great. What what else was discussed? What was on the agenda? Yeah, so the board and some of our staff have actually been to the facility before and have toured it multiple times, of course, before making the decision to actually relocate. But now we also want to give manufacturers and sales reps the chance to meet with the DMC team and also, of course, with us again, just to go over any questions that they may, might have. A lot of people were worried about the move-in process, so they got to tour around and learn more about the facility and the ins and outs of it. And then besides that, we also met with the DMC team, and we covered lots of topics like security, registration, and of course, my favorite topic, marketing. (laughs) (laughs) And then also, lastly, we had a special membership meeting during which the members voted on the amendments of the bylaws. And it passed overwhelmingly overwhelmingly with over 90%. So starting in 2021, actually companies can be members and not just the individuals. And that means that individuals can pull their points together under the umbrella of a company or choose to keep it for themselves. And with your mention of your love for marketing, you have a really great show put together for us today. Another really great guest. I think I say that every show. Um, Our guest today that we're going to be talking to, uh, he actually is then named the Bill, we says Bill Shackelford Salesperson of the Year. Can you tell us a little more about that award and when and why it was created? Yes. So the Salesperson of the Year Award goes to one of our members, and it was named after Bill Shackleford. He was a past WESA president and also was on the West Trust Board and was a WESA member for over over 40 years. And the WESA Board of Directors um, get to each nominate two or three members, and then as a group, they will get together and vote on the winner and this year was Woody Howard. Wonderful. Well, let's let Mike Donnell uh, introduce our guest for today and then we'll get on with his interview. Woody Harwood began his Western market sales career 25 years ago and has represented such iconic brands as Copenhagen's Goal, Justin Boots, Tony Lama, Nakona, Bailey Hats, and Wrangler. While the philosophy of the West and the brands remain, much has also changed in the Western marketing world and the retailing business. 
So we took the opportunity to chat with this about one of the industry's most successful salespeople. Hey, Woody, thanks so much for joining us today on Wisdom by OESA. Good to be here. For our uh, listeners' benefit, we're talking today to Tim Woody Harwood. We're going to talk about a lot of things, but one of the things we'll talk about is the sales process in the Western world. And he is an acknowledged, accomplished salesperson, given the fact that he had received the Bill Shackelford Salesperson of the Year from WISA. So first, Tim, or we'll call you Woody because you said that before. Woody, congratulations. Thank you very much. It's quite an honor that I'm happy to receive. If you've been selling in the Western world for a long, long time, tell me what's changed in what you're marketing or what's changed in the market you're serving uh, in all of that period of time. There has to be, I mean, sure, hard work, as you had mentioned before, clearly has to be success. But what's it like today versus back in 1984? And then when you found yourself first out in California in terms of the Western wear market? I mean, I'm going to start with the first thing. The biggest change has been technology. I mean, in 1984, we did, I mean, the best thing you had to mobile phone was a bag phone that was wired into your car. And then you were considered upscale. I mean, the idea of laptops and iPads, ordering systems were done on, uh, we had a triple carbon form that was considered upscale. You did in a number two pencil so you could mail in the sheets and they were scanned through a computer in Connecticut. You know, now you use iPads, you enter your order, you hit submit, and it's placed before you can get in the cab of your pickup and start driving. I mean, everything's so quicker and faster. Um, Things are at your fingertips. I mean, we needed an answer to a question. You had to call in, hopefully get a hold of somebody's assistant, leave a message. They might get back in a day or two. Things came in letters, not emails. And that just in technology has been the biggest, largest chain for anybody that's been in the industry more than 20 years. It's it's crazy to go from well, back to the early computer programs were Lotus, and now we're on Apple or Mac or Windows. And I mean, there's just different systems, B2B, uh, your business-to-business sites where retailers can go in and see the product and place their own orders that was unheard of even even in the early 2000s. I mean, it was just a, an oncoming thing, and now that's standard practice. You know, as far as apparel and clothing goes, I always have to laugh when I go back and look at some pictures of myself in the 80s. I mean, hats had high crowns with short brims, and now you have low crowns with broad, wide brims. Uh, bell bottoms were going out. Wrangler was coming up with a new color every seemed like every week you had acid wash red, uh, forest green, acid wash green, bleached out. You know, it was, if you didn't have rainbow of colors in your closet, you just weren't cool. And <laughs> now you were anything other than blue jeans, you're just weird. You sound like a delightful gentleman to work with. I have to go back to the comment you made about uh, staying in a van because that's a very similar life to being married to a bareback rider like I am. So I had to laugh at your your van comment. But you have very 
notorious brands on your resume, which is uh, extremely interesting, is obviously a testament to the success that you've had. If you had to say if a secret, a secret to your success besides hard work, what would you say that is? What has been the it factor for you? You know, Sophie, to be honest, I guess it's the way I viewed, viewed my job. There's there's a lot of different ways to do sales. I mean, you can be numbers driven, goal oriented for, oh, you sell a thousand pair, you get a cruise ship trip to Cancun and you make that happen no matter what. To be honest with you, the sales incentive programs are great and and they're wonderful, but I never paid attention to that stuff. If I happen to get it, great. If I earn those numbers, fantastic. But Because I always viewed it as, more of an agent's position, I guess, or success that I contribute to is I always wanted to make sure that my retailers were in business 10 years from now so that I'm in business 10 years from now. And I viewed it as a partnership because I didn't want to sell them anything that they couldn't sell because if they can't sell it, then it's sitting on their shelf. They don't have room for anything new. I always strove to find products that fit the clientele of the area that can continue to turn. And Mm -hmm that partnership with the retailers became a large success for me because they became to trust me when I said, Hey, this is a trend. I think this will do really well. Do you bat a thousand? No, there's times you just, you know, okay, that product sucked and we better find something different. And and you moved on and you just kept at it. And, and at the end of the day, I had more ups than downs. Yeah. So it, when summing up your career to this point, what would you say the easiest part as opposed to the most difficult part would be? The easiest part? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to give you a two-part answer. I'm gonna say okay. First, yeah. Because I really do not miss having to open maps to figure out where highways go. <laughs> 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 I love, isn't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> the other probably when it comes to products is just things that people like you know finding finding products that uh, made retailers happy that really made consumers happy that they wanted to buy and that made things great because when they're yeah. wanting to buy yes. selling it's not at that point i mean it's just it's placing sure. product Yes. That's something else I wanted to mention. Um, the things that I have found the most easiest in my life to to market or to promote in, in any capacity would be those that are really good products that you believe in or those that are highly sought after from other people. So that, w- that had to be such a fun and exciting and rewarding part of your job when those you know, the products that would come through you and, and through your desk that were just so highly sought after. And, and that had to be a thrill in those moments. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when I got the call from Tony Lama, I mean, my first pair of boots, I'm fourth generation rancher in Western South Dakota. And I have to honestly say all the products that I've repped for and sold, I've worn or used prior to even going to work for those companies. And my first pair of boots were Tony Lama boots. And that was fantastic. And I I bought my first pair of Wranglers in 1983. And I've worn Wrangler ever since as a loyal consumer. And then to to be working for those companies, it's like I suppose it's like an actor getting their first trip up the red carpet for an Oscar. Yeah. I mean, it's like winning your first buckle at a rodeo. Sure. Sure. 
Another, another question and kind of flip around uh, one we asked before. If you were talking to a young person who was just going to get started in selling in the Western wear world, what type of advice would you give them so that 20 years from now they could look back on as much of a successful career as you have? First and foremost is that I try to tell trainees and, and young reps that I've helped is invest in yourself, believe in yourself, spend the time to get the right tools. No mechanic in NASCAR tears a car apart with a crescent wrench. They're specialized tools to help you. And when you invest in yourself, you get the right tools. You get an iPad, you get a computer system that works. That's the biggest thing. And then to one show up, be at your accounts, be responsible, have some integrity because don't make promises you're not going to keep. Nobody likes the guy who says, hey, let's do lunch. And in five years, you've never seen him for a meal in your life because that that doesn't give you a good reputation. If you show up, do your job and are responsible, the rest will come. Your reputation will grow. And, and that's the one thing I've been fortunate for is I Tried to never make a promise I couldn't keep. And if I said I was going to be somewhere, I was there. And if I said I was going to do something, I did it. And that's and that's the biggest thing. The rest of it will come in time and experience that you'll just gain. And, and the last thing that I always tell them is don't take yourself too seriously. I mean, life's short. None of us are getting out of it alive. And just enjoy the ride because there's a lot of beautiful country. People give me a little bit of a hard time because of the large expanse of my territory. I tell them truthfully, I'm blessed. I get a lot of see a lot of beautiful country. I get all four seasons and, and I love it. And that's the part when you enjoy it, the success will come easily. Well, it's certainly no surprise to me that you got the salesperson of the year award, Woody. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you know what this is about. You're a pro at it. You're a veteran of the sales road, and that's clearly why you deserved that honor. I'm glad you took the time to not only tell us your story, but to share with our listeners and people they know for young salespeople who want to make a <clears throat> want to make a mark and want to make a living and want to make a lifestyle in this unique Western wear world. It's a fun ride. I tell you what, anybody that wants to get in this business, it's they're welcome to it because it'll be the most fun they've ever had. Okay. Hey, listen, thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. You're up in Montana in the rainstorm, but maybe you'll go sell something today still. Oh yeah, absolutely. When I get done here, there's always that next account and you know, God willing, it's a fun time and, and you just, you know, it'll be good. And I really appreciate you guys taking the time to ask these questions and to have me on your program because I think uh, Weiss does such a great job, and and uh, these things are uh, these things are fun. This is what I said about making your job fun. They sure are, and it's been fun to talk to you. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Mike. You have a good day. Okay, bye bye. The show notes and links from today's show can be found at wisdombywessa.com. And by the way, we'd love to hear your feedback on the show. There's a contact link on that website. The Wisdom by Wisa show will be published on the 15th and 30th of every month. You can listen on most of your favorite podcast players, and you can also listen on the Horse Radio Network app on your iOS or Android phone. 
You just search Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and it's super easy to use. Be sure to visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom by WISA podcast. WISA, where the industry meets. 